Parental discretion is advised. Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show 494, ready to talk professional wrestling. I'm Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron on the Twitters here in the Mayhem Studios here in Pittsburgh, PA. And we got a great, great night here lined up for you with the Indie Mayhem Show. Uh, there's going to be a lot of Lucha Underground talk. I can tell you that right now, especially if you have maybe already or plan to check out the other show. And uh, we'll get right into it. First of all, in the studio, that's Eamon. Well, that's not Eamon. Okay, there's Eamon Hi. in San Antonio because I slipped and there he is. Hi, Eamon. Hi. Hi, Sword. Hi. Okay. Um, I wasn't ready for that. Uh, but also yep. in the studio, as I was trying to say, is a mainstream Matt Carlin's. What's happening, Sorgatron? You know what? You know what the best part about coming down to the Sorgatron Media Studios? You always find something new. Oh, I no. didn't even know we had this. <laughs> but we do! That we was, have this. That we is, have this now. That is a prop from, uh, and I think it might be on this week's or next week's Sawtooth Willie. It was, it was Speak donated. Speak nonsense to me, Scott Steinerdahl. Yes. All right. It, Oh, you know, you'll get it going and it won't shut up. I think Andrew Palace was playing with that on the show a couple Ooh, weeks I, ago. I should get rid of it then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also with us from, oh, I don't know if I set him up right. This might just be me. Oh, no, there he is. Mad Mike from Poughkeepsie, New York. The uh, <laughs> only one of us with a, uh, a, 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 a not cease and desist. Um, <laughs> a letter of termination. Future Endeavor uh, letter from WWE. That is true. And also the only one who now knows everyone's favorite member of Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's right. And to know what that's about, you need to be a Patreon supporter, like our good friend from El Paso, Texas. He's from the Reveling... Jeez. TheWrestlingRevolution.com. He is Antonio Garza. Uh, hey, Sorga. I-, I read on the dirt sheets that this is going to be a Lucha Underground themed day, so I use my Patreon on the bank uh, briefcase to that's get right. myself in the show. That's right. Hanging out with us here. And uh, we'll see how the evening goes, because it's already a little bit surprising. So, uh, of course, you can check us out. We're at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can find this and other shows, including the great, great argue, articles that uh, that Matt Carlins is actually putting up there. Including, uh, Matt, what did you uh, talk about this week? Uh, this week on the Wrestling Mayhem Show in my weekly column, we discussed uh, one of the 19 new recruits that signed their developmental deals with WWE. And his name is Daniel Matha, and he has uh, some ties here to Western PA. He grew up in Erie. Uh, he played a little football at Pitt. Played a little football at IUP, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Division two, if you're down with that. And, uh, well, he's uh, he kind of reinvented himself. And this homie is on the fast track sword. I'll tell you something. So go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Read all about him. You'll be amazed how quickly someone can go from a football career to a professional wrestling career. Awesome. And it was getting a lot of uh, reaction, I know, on the Reddit forums and everything under the Squared Circle, Circle subreddit. I'm trying to get into this, the Reddits. If, uh, and Garza, actually, big thanks to Garza for, for, for helping me out getting into Reddit. And I suitably got banned already. Uh, so that got interesting. Uh, I need to read the rules and not use uh, scripts to post things from the Mayhem show. Apparently, that's a bad thing. And I learned the hard way. 
Um, but anyways, uh, I think I got everybody here. But also, uh, you can check us out and drop us a line and let us know your thoughts. 412-206-WMS0 is the hotline, as the Carlins ranted and raved on a few weeks ago. Or hit us up on the email address, goodtimes at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Yes. And as I mentioned, uh, you can also uh, become a uh, friend on the Patreons. Uh, yeah, Patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show uh like garza does he is our earliest of even though it doesn't reflect because it kind of goofed up a little bit but he is our earliest patreon user a user no our patron what's the proper word for me what, what do you prefer to be called what, what are uh, your guess, what what are your people elp trone yeah supporter <laughs> sounds really good okay uh <laughs> the supporters on the patreon uh including um the oh, I, I can't remember i, I keep going in the chat room i keep forgetting it's the is it the the Carlin's Family Fund to support podcasting or something? Uh, <laughs> the Matthew and Jennifer Carlin's Foundation for Podcast Betterment or something like that. <laughs> That's amazing. That's like amazing. Yes, in here. And also uh, uh, Edward Burke as, uh, talks with us a lot on the Twitters has been uh, uh, supporting us as well as Bo Diggity. So uh, thank you so much for everybody supporting the show and helping to better our podcast experience for all. Okay, let's get into it with uh, like with our discussion topics for this week. First, let's talk a little bit about Survivor Series. We got a glimpse of it last night on Monday Night Raw, which, by the way, I was not on the Raw wrap, but I didn't get a chance to see what you guys said about it. Uh, but I got a chance to watch it this morning because it was at a uh, wrestling-related uh, Insane Clown Posse concert, which, by the way, started with I Want to Be a Hulkamaniac and an Ultimate Warrior intro. So, Warrior was yes. there? No, but, but no, they did full-on strobe light Ultimate Warrior intro of them coming out. So that was pretty awesome. Wow. But So that was my wrestling-related thing. Oh, plus JCW champion The Weed Man was there, and uh, as was Facade, but he was just in the crowd with me. But um, anyways, uh, so the Survivor Series was last night. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought the show in general was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Mike, you had a take on this that you wanted to touch on here. Yeah, um... Uh, now, they, they showed a retrospective of Survivor Series. Right. Uh, last night on Raw. They showed the first one from 1987. Then they jumped all the way up to, like, 2005. And then wow. they went right to last year's, where they very stealthily cut Sting out of the entire video. They did, didn't they? Yes, they did. They cut Sting out of the entire video. Hmm. Um, but it made me realize, like, I don't know if it's the fact that you don't need to show that many replays of Survivor Series stuff, or the fact that they jumped from 1987 to 2005-ish. Do we need the Survivor Series-style match anymore? I I mean, because back in, back in the day, it used to be fun. Like, we'd, we'd get together four or five weirdos on each team, and whoever was feuding with who, and we'd put them against each other, and we'd have fun with that. They'd all have wacky names and everything like that. But they haven't done that in years. And, like, it's always, like, Team Orton or Team Cena. And none of those are exciting. Like, unless it's Team Jon Stewart. Right. (laughs) Like, it, it wouldn't really be intriguing because we see big, big matches like that all the time now. So I'm, I'm just like, I, I mean, I still like the Survivor Series. I would personally prefer if they go back 
to the old school style where we have the cheesy names for all the teams and everything like that. I think Stardust especially could do something like that this year. But I, I mean, I don't know if it really matters anymore. That's the thing. Like back then was when you didn't see these guys together, right? Like this is back when we had jobber matches every week. So when you saw like all these guys mixing it up, it was something special. And I think it's kind of hard for you to establish that in these days when we get main event matches every week on Raw. I mean, really, you know, the the, the war kind of destroyed that for us, right? Uh, so I, I think it's a lot of harder. It's a lot harder to make it important. So that's why we get. SmackDown versus Raw or Team Authority has a giant stipulation. Holy crap, you know? And then they went and did bragging rights, which I thought, like, diffused it even more a little bit, right? So, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm with you. I love the concept, but it's just never going to have the air that it did back in the 80s and early 90s. I kind of feel like they need to um, get back to, like, it, it was... it I, The way I kind of remember some of these Survivor Series matches, it was kind of like an opportunity for a wrestler who was at a certain level to kind of like jump up to maybe a slightly higher level. So Hulk Hogan would have guys on his team that really had like no business being near Hulk Hogan during his match. Right. So there'd be like, like right. Tito Santana right. would show up on his survivor series team. Right. And that was always like a cool thing to see guys kind of like I don't know, out of their depth a little bit. And even when they do like they've done survivor series matches, traditional survivor series matches the last couple of years. And it's usually, basically the normal main event upper main event guys although i'm gonna undercut my whole argument because i remember now that eric rowan was on team cena last year and that was <laughs> kind of a classic case but you know they were doing something with him but um that was kind of a fun thing to do so i, I think that would be a kind of, of a neat way to kind of reinvigorate the traditional survivor series match now if you had like um for example you know john cena leading a team and he just happened to have to like pluck Zack Ryder from obscurity again to be his fourth guy. You know, that would be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. Like, I mean, it, you could have someone lead Team NXT against Team WWE. Have a real invasion kind of situation. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't even have to be an invasion. It could be someone who, like, represents NXT, like right. Neville. Neville would be a good fit. Like, he could pick three guys. Like, he could get into a fight with someone who rejects everything that happened in NXT, like mm-hmm. um, Seth Rollins. I want to touch on something like that. I don't know. I want to touch hey, on Eric, now, Eamon, You're you're somebody now. Now we're we're growing up on. We remember when Survivor Series was just Survivor Series matches. And I remember yeah. a certain sense of betrayal when we had a main event of of Hulk Hogan against the Undertaker the one year. I'm like, what? This isn't just all Survivor Series matches. <laughs> what the hell's going What's on? What's happening? And it just got worse. Right now. I don't know if you have as much of an attachment to this concept as you may a Royal Rumble because of that, because of your age. What is your take on the Survivor Series as a whole? Um, I don't know. I feel like, in, in kind of in contrast the way you feel, like I, the, my favorite Survivor Series like pay-per-view matches I can think of are Survivor Series matches, you know what I mean? Right. Um, not to say that any of those matches are bad, but from what I at least can tell from like the older stuff like around the time you guys were mentioning was that and then maybe sometimes it was the case but it wasn't necessarily even people in views necessarily like it was just collections of wrestlers maybe there there was like a light feud or something like that to like hype the match or something but like not like you know these weren't like blood rivals you know necessarily as opposed to like last year when we saw the whole authority thing with, with Cena um, and there's an aspect to where I like that 
I feel like like in the case of the idea Mike suggested about doing NXT versus WWE, it doesn't even have to be like a a um, like a few thing. It doesn't have to be like an invasion thing. It can just be them saying, "Hey, we got this cool concept. We're going to take five guys from NXT, five of NXT's best, put them against five of WWE's best, and that sells itself." I feel. Um, That's true. I, I think it just comes from a fact of, and, and it's mentioned a lot in like reports and stuff like that, but. Uh, like it, a lot of the feel is that uh, Vince McMahon doesn't really like the Survivor Series concept anymore. I feel like there was one year where he was like he mentioned something in like a in some sort of like conference call where he was thinking of dropping the whole show. I think but, I remember that. That was just a few years yeah. ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's obviously it's been extremely de-emphasized, but you know, I just feel I feel like that's the case of it more than anything. Like. And from what I remember, like I believe Survivor Series was originally and originally created to compete against Starcade, right? Basically, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I like you said that combined with the whole Monday Night War stuff, and then yeah, it, it's it's really not needed anymore. Um, but yeah, I I love the idea of the match, but you just gotta put a certain you know you gotta build it a certain way. I mean, I mean maybe they're trying to do that, but I don't know. Maybe you do something interesting like Survivor Series ends up being like in a cage. It's just Survivor Series in a cage instead of just doing war games. I think they're, games. they're never going to do war games because they didn't make war <laughs> games, right? So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, well, that's my take. Do you remember uh, the one year that, and I probably bring this up every year around the time Survivor Series is on, but I don't care because it's such a cool concept. Right. They had an ultimate Survivor's match. Right, yeah, we're all but, the winners. How about, how about how about this? You take the WWE champion, and you say, all right, Seth, you've beaten everyone in WWE, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up, let's say, three Survivor Series matches, all five-on-five five traditional. Whoever is the surviving members from the winning team, they will all be thrown in a multi-man match for the WWE title. Like like a fatal X way, whatever the, that is going to yeah, be. Yeah, just like, and don't call it a scramble. Just call it one fall to a finish, like something like that. Because then you you keep the WWE champion out of it. You can build new feuds. Like you can have stuff happen that kind of makes it interesting. Not only that, uh, remember when they used to do a that whoever team won would be the general manager. The next month, yeah, they did that one year, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. That was, that was, a, good that was a cool concept. I, I mm-hmm. like that there is a, some sort of stake in it, even if yeah. it's like, like I, I can't do it now, obviously, but I like the idea of like there being like even like a trophy or something along those lines, like even something small like that would be, you know. I want to point out cool that I believe that match thing. led to Maven being general manager was, for a week. I was gonna say, I was yeah. literally just gonna say, yeah, Maven was general manager for yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the highlight between that and, and Undertaker beating him up. You know, so wow. The the best Survivor Series matches are the ones where there are stakes. I mean, we get nostalgic about these these old Survivor Series matches with Hogan and Warrior and stuff, but they, you know, I don't remember anything about them. They were probably t- all terrible. But the good Survivor Series matches were the ones that actually had some stakes. So you had the one where they, the two teams fought to see who would get to be general manager. Um, team Austin versus Team Bischoff is not just one of the best Survivor That's Series matches really of all one. time. It might be yeah. like one of the best matches of the 2000s, that decade, period. It's amazing. It's like Masterclass Shawn Michaels. I do and also, um, Team WWE versus Team too. Alliance. Mm-hmm. Team WWE versus Team Alliance for 
the yep. control of the company. Yeah, the winner like, take all. So they've had some awesome Survivor Series matches when there has been something at stake. You need something at stake. And I don't mind. I don't mind the ones of all the years when it was like creative teams and stuff like that. I just I late. I hated like later years when it was just there's five different feuds going on. Put each of the sides of the feuds in the match. You know, it's late. It, it just it's lazy, and then you're just doing the match just to do the match. You know. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I and I just realized this as we were talking about. It. So I was thinking, hey, wait, I've been to a Survivor Series. My favorite Survivor Series, is Survivor Series 2002. Right. It has no traditional Survivor Series match on it. Right, yeah. right. I think the only thing that was like sort of like it was wasn't there like a there, uh, tables was, elimination thing. I'm yeah, not, there was a six man tables elimination with uh, three minute warning and Rico versus the Dudleys and Jeff Hardy. Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah, it was fun. Can, can I remind you guys of Survivor Series? The Deadly Game! Yeah, yeah that too. It's a deadly, it had its own theme song. It was amazing back then. And it was the it was the tournament to, to crown a new champ, I think. And that's the yep. night yeah. uh, yep. they did a double turn with uh, Mankind and Rock. And the Rock won. And it also had the uh, one of the all-time... One of my all-time favorite moments from that Attitude Era when uh, Shane McMahon, who's been set up as like the good guy all the way going into the survivor series um, comes running in during, uh, I think Austin's match um, to presumably count the pinfall for Austin. He goes one, two and he stops and they cut away the shot of Austin. And Austin looks like he's like Brian Pillman is back from, you know, the afterlife and it just popped in. He's like complete shock (laughs) on his face. It's just fantastic. Awesome. Well, we'll see what's going on. What they what do they make out of the Survivor Series? Of course, we got a lot going on as we're going to discuss in a moment with Undertaker and, and and Bray Wyatt, which really feels like a Survivor Series kind of situation. It could be, uh, but there's some other stuff going on there. Uh, so it'd be very interesting to see how how that kind of stuff kind of pans out here. But uh, we're going to talk about magic and mysticism in a moment here in professional wrestling, and uh, and uh, maybe we can talk about some lucha partially in there as well. But um, first, I want you know, hey, you know, you know what's magical? You know what's magical, guys? What sword? No, no, that's the wrong ad. Indie wrestling is magical, guys. <laughs> mm. That too. We're all right, Sork. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's <laughs> correct. Uh, but uh, we, we, of course, uh, us over at the uh, IndieWrestling.us. There's a lot of great stuff. We got Best of Dalton Castle uh, going on right now. We have some new stuff from Border City Wrestling that you can check out. Individual the matches, New Japan stuff, man. A lot of pe- people are buying the lady matches. I'm noticing. Uh, so uh, you that can get your lady matches. Go in there, check out the last couple IWC and RWA shows. We got individual matches for all of those. We got Bloody Harvest with Jason Gorey taking on Amazing Red and Sanjay Dutt just burnt the house down. It was freaking amazing, and also some great cuts. The great cuts, yes, great stuff like Prime cuts. Um, we're actually working on a new one about superstars with uh, all kinds of people and Rhino and and Raven and. And uh, yes, Virgil and uh, Greg Hammer, Valentine, Tito Santana, some of the names we just mentioned from the good old Survivor Series days. Uh, that'll be coming up here in the coming weeks, hopefully. But you can check out ones like Shima Zion, a best of uh, from uh, all this stuff from up in Cleveland that a lot of people probably haven't seen unless you had TV in Cleveland back in the day or Matt Cross or Gregory Iron, one armed and dangerous Gregory Iron. Uh, a lot of great <laughs> stuff there. Go check it out. IndieWrestling.us digital downloads. Some DVD releases on there as well for RW and IWC. And sign up for the newsletter for info on Wrestling Mayhem Show and indie wrestling in general. 
And of course, the great Around the Indies column by one Matt Carlitz that's been doing great on there, by the way. It's fun. Yeah. My (laughs) appreciation for independent wrestling grows by the week because every time I put one of these things together, it's amazing. We do an indie show and you're still exposing me to new things on your column. I can't believe some of the crap I dig up. And I tell you what, Halloween weekend in the indies. Oh, no. It gets crazy. I didn't look at this one. (laughs) Is Is it pretty nutty? Buzz Lightyear was involved. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Go check that out. It uh, it looks like it's a lot of fun. Uh, IndieWrestling.us. That was the time limit. And that was the time. Uh, the time limit in that match to Infinity and Beyond. Uh, I'm not sure, but they, wait, who's the, the the tag team is to Infinity and Beyond? Who's um who's the tag oh. team right now? Colin Delaney and someone, right? Oh, Colin Delaney and Cheech. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Things I learn. independent wrestling it goes on forever you just keep consuming more stuff there's always more to consume it's the never ending smorgasbord of wrestling abasement it is all right speaking of wrestling amazement we saw and and i know i I, one of you guys i think i saw probably garza commenting about (laughs) i feel like this is one of your comments i saw on facebook uh, over the last day uh about uh, uh you know why i came out there's lightning there's fire haven't we been wanting that forever uh, some of us old heads, at least in, in the wrestling uh, watching biz, and uh, we got that with Wyatt. He ate the souls of Undertaker and Kane. They were drug off. Uh, I think we can make up in our minds a vision of them just being strung up in a swamp shack somewhere, um, like that weird season of Dux- of Dexter, and uh, it just being like <laughs> sapped of their energy. I don't know how you want to imagine that part happening but the why why bray Wyatt has established himself and talk about how he's surrounded himself by monsters and i think this is really fun and i know it's probably cheesy to a lot of people and i'm kind of like curious about where the place is with wrestling as it is now um but but you know a lot of us again grew up with papa shango undertaker that kind of concept and kind of that was wrestling right uh that that kind of side of things does this still work when it's not Undertaker? Well, that's the key question, isn't it? Because really, who's the only who who other than the Undertaker has made this kind of stuff work? Right, right. Mel Mortis. Well, what, yeah. Well, well that that's a conversation okay. that I'm no doubt we're going yeah. to have later on in the show. Well, a part of that, I think we will a little bit, but I think part of that, you know, I I, I watched uh, Ultimate Lucha today in preparation. Um, and, and just thinking about that again, like the end, at the end was like a guy that flies off and he's a dragon and, and Mil Mertes and, 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 and these other, you know, concepts in there, you know, these ideas that, you know, we created a world where this exists and it's okay because this is Lucha Underground here and this is how it works. Right. Mm-hmm. Does WWE still exist in a world where we can say this is okay? Because I'm thinking like, okay, great, we have this thing happening and lightning and everything, and I'm thinking like, like I just have this image in the back of my head of like, like John Cena and Kevin Owens and all the like, you know, fighting guys back there being like, I don't know, man, <laughs> you know, well, like I, that. I, I, I do see. Well, what aim it, aim it, aim it. Yep. Yeah, 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 Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, but not even that. But we also, I think we talked, had a discussion about this a few weeks ago on the Mayhem Show about how we're getting into this era now where it's more about reality and it's more about you know showing people inside looks at things and and seeing these people more as people and stuff like that. So I think that's the reason it may not translate and may not work necessarily nowadays. Not because of you know necessarily like, you know 
the way like characters you know, or anything like that. Just because the way how the companies work, we're seeing more like shoot interview type stuff now. We're seeing more real realistic kind of stuff. So when they dive into that world of like mystic whatever, like it's a little harder to believe. You know what I mean? I, I mean maybe for like a younger audience, but you know, you, you just have to do the legwork on it. Like if you do the le- like when we see the demon Finn Balor come out. Right. We we say no, but we say that's a different guy. Because he's explained it like oh this is me, Finn Balor, like I'm just a normal dude, but sometimes I have to let the demon out and it ta- it takes over. Like it takes over a control. Like that's something that they do. And as weird as it is, because it wasn't the best story, but Hornswoggle. Living under the ring. And under the ring, there was a giant little person's court. <laughs> no, but that oh, was the yeah. a lot of times that was the rantings and ravings of JBL. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I mean, if you do the legwork, if you make us buy it, we'll eat it up. Mm-hmm. Like the the problem that they've had with Bray Wyatt is that they've done the setup. They never did any punchline with it. You know, like they had him do all the spooky mysticism, all the really cool, creepy videos that we love. And then when he got to the ring or got to a feud, nothing. Like when he kidnapped King the first time, nothing happened after that. You, If you're going to do all that legwork, you need to have it have a resolution or a conclusion. He doesn't have to win, but you need to have it affect something. I, I think also... And then this is like weird, like a weird side part of it. Like if you want to look at, I think the two like biggest supernatural beings ever in the WWE, it's Undertaker and Kane. And it was established that Undertaker like has the lightning. Like Undertaker has lightning powers, pretty much, and he can like, you know, control the lights and stuff like that. This is where I and get it to. Na- I'm sorry. And okay. that's narrowed to what he can do. Kane, on the other hand, controls fire. Yeah. Like. Like, they haven't narrowed down what Bray Wyatt is able to do. Like, he's a shapeshifter, and then he's also, like, like he can apparently consume people's souls now or something. Like, and like they aren't narrowing, and then he, but, or he's just, like, a regular, just a guy who's, like, in the cult. But, like, they haven't, like, established kind of, like, what Mike said. Like, does he have powers? Does he, you know, huh. is, I think they have because he's always been able to teleport to the ring. He had the, his magic lamp to bring little kids. His magic uh, lamp. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I just crossed over Bray Wyatt in my head with Aladdin. Uh, so that's happening now. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, even that, that, that one hell in the cell where there was just, like, the lantern that had smoke or stuff like that that produced the hologram. That wasn't explained. My, my also detachment is, like, it is, this is not a problem like i accept this for lucha underground and i accept this in an undertaker match but we're talking about these people that are a freaking dragon or a dead man that controls lightning or fire or whatever and then they just go in and have a wrestling match you know what i mean like like they're just like we just put that 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 the bit aside and we're just like and then we just go wrestle you know and 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 then think that's always kind of an interesting kind of that's eh, okay you know kind of kind of thing i think that i think that might be a product of you not finishing the entirety of lucha season 1 because Mil Muertes, when he got destroyed in Grave Consequences, after he came back, he was a different character. You know what? Like he, he went from, he went from being a dominating Brock Lesnar kind of guy to '90s Undertaker that almost literally cannot be hurt. 
Right, 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 right. And I'm with you on that. And you know what? I also love the way you just explained why I was wrong because I didn't watch the entire thing. Is like the person that read the entirety of the X Men comics and just ex- explained to me a character development I never would have picked up on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is which is oh, great because yeah. you're completely you're completely. Is. I love that you're completely comic book nerd over Lucha Underground. With that and that that's a compliment. That is a compliment. Sure. I want to. I won't point that out. Have you ever read my fucking live tweets of Lucha Underground? I have. Dra- I have. Drago, Drago is Batman. Aerostar is Iron Man. We got Mario the Moth as fucking Killer Moth from the hey. Batman universe. And he still doesn't know how moth wings work. Like, I- <laughs> <laughs> so and, and I want to point out, that's why, that's why I have you guys collected tonight. Because uh, even though I was not able to get to all the episodes of Lucha Underground, I lived vicariously the entire season through you guys on Midweek War. And that's why I think it's so uh, amazing. And it is that different level. And it's this different stuff happening. And, and it's accomplishing. I don't even know what's accomplished. I'm not I can't, I was going to say it accomplishes what Undertaker Papa Shango did back in the early nineties, but it is a bit more than that, isn't it? Um, and it is something quite different. So see, uh, to me, Papa Shango is kind of more like Bray Wyatt than the Undertaker is. Cause I don't remember Papa Shango ever really accomplishing anything. Why there was the thing where he made black stuff come out of Undertaker or uh, Ultimate Warrior's hair. That's well, yeah, all I remember. Then he, and then he got the shit kicked out of. Him. Oh, and then he got then he made him throw up. You know, yeah, I, I I don't care if he got beat he got up. You made a guy throw up. I I think that's 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 significant, right? I'm like, how's he gonna beat him? You know, I mean, that's like that's like a that's like the uh, the goofy pinfall in a tag team match today, making Ultimate Warrior throw up. That gives you a little bit of build, right? So what's up, Matt? But to Mad Mike's point, okay, <laughs> Papa Shango can make ooze come out of your forehead. <laughs> he can make you throw up. But if you can get into a match with Papa Shango, all he can do is punch and kick you. Because he's got the voodoo. Yeah, well, okay, got to make goes, it work in the ring, But that goes sword. back to the why does the dragon guy just wrestle? You know, I, but I, I'm not trying to tear apart the, 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 these concepts. <laughs> but, but really, just like that, I, I'm just kind of taking he, all sides of it. Sword, Drago spits mist. Okay, you got me there. Yeah, he, he has, he has a dragon mist. You got me there, yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't necessarily even breathe fire though, like is the thing. No, like, no, he he just like fl- he's like the human torch kind of pretty thing. much, yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe <laughs> season two. We'll see. Season two, you don't know what's gonna happen. Um but anyways, uh so jeez. <laughs> I, I mean, one one more point since we were talking about the Undertaker and Kane. Uh, and when I think about how, the way Kane was introduced and when in in the history of professional wrestling Kane was introduced, Kane's character got in just under the wire for when we all flipped over to the Attitude Era and we kind of left it all behind. But because Kane got in while we were still kind of accepting all the still cartoony, comic booky kind of characters, Kane got in and we just brought Kane along for the ride. Right, so right. while everything during the Attitude Era became more real, more real, more real... You know, more grounded, more more realistic. Kane and the Undertaker remained batshit crazy. Should never have worked. If you plopped Kane in and, it and tried worse, to introduce him in the year two thousand one, right, right, people would have been like, ah, he, "He's Mordecai." You know, he doesn't work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Poor Mordecai. Wait, we did have a vampire. We did have a vampire in ECW, but then again, we also had a zombie, and those didn't work either. No, no. Thank you, Sci-Fi. Thank you. Although Kevin Thorne was cool, like that. It was even cooler was um. Oh, what's her name? That Ariel. 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 Well, think about it. And think about it. we had a 
we had a vampire in that era, and we technically had a vampire in the Attitude Era. That's true. That's yeah. true. Or, so, but and look at the how you know they were portrayed, and look at the differences between what they could and couldn't do. But the, the the difference is, Gangrel Gangrel was trading off the Lost Boys, which was at least kind of culturally relevant when Gangrel mm-hmm. started. I think they tried to play off Kevin Thorne as a Twilight vampire, but a it was lame, and two it was about three years too late. I think right. the thing about Gangrel too was that. Like so much about Gangrel was left unsaid. They it was just like, yeah. well, here's this dude, and he's got fangs, and he spits this stuff in his cup out. But I don't no, know, he's got also, Christian with him. I don't know what's going on. And then that, that so they're never really period, saying, like, you know, dude, he's a vampire. Is that Amen? <laughs> I was just sorry. Uh, I I just was gonna say there was a that was a period when they had to like dance around stuff. Like I believe they couldn't even directly call him a vampire. They just had to call him somebody with. Uh, what, what was the phrase they used? Like, he follows, he was like, living like a gothic lifestyle or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I think the character was better lifestyle. for it. And, and and they could never say blood. They could just say that he, that he drinks blood, but that he drinks a red viscous liquid. <laughs> Wait, they really <laughs> said that all, back then? This was yeah. This was also in the era before Hot Topic sold Captain America shirts, so people didn't really know what that was all Man. about. Yeah. <laughs> man i and that was when hot topic went soft like, sorg you remember that i remember that i remember it was, i remember how now hardcore. even i can go in there yeah yeah like that was my day when well, you buy the pants that were way too big for you with the reflectors on it for some reason and uh and also like the maryland anything maryland manson and anything where i'm pretty sure i couldn't hear words I had, a, I had a lot of Slipknot and, and I, Lamb of God, like that kind of thing. What is this podcast becoming? What's going on well, here? It's, but, it's funny. It's funny also in that era how like, I mean, it was the Attitude Era, but there's also stuff they had to dance around, like stuff like that. I think there was also, wasn't there a time when like they had to, like stories had to recall like an Al Snow doll because parents were complaining that it came with a severed head? Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, great. Right. That's right. That was great. Like it's 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 interesting to see, and nowadays none of that can you know happen. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't be able to get away with anything nowadays. Well, to be fair, I'm pretty sure they could still market the Al Snow's mannequin head. I'm pretty sure that would still be okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, let's. Uh, you know what else is full of mysticism and magic, Mad Mike? Uh, slice on Broadway. Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Thank you so much. There's nothing. There's nothing mysterious about these good eats. Uh, check them out in the South Hills here in Beachview, right along the tracks here, as well as on Main Street in uh, Carnegie, PA. And uh, you can check them out. Say hi to Rico down there. And uh, oh wait, well, what's what's what do you got there? I just want to Matt show everybody Carlin? what is what this? Get- what's, is there anything left in there? I don't Believe know. You're like not, the sword, third guest down here. Left. Oh, there it is. The and that's like that's just a pepperoni pizza, and it's damn good too. It's just a pepperoni pizza, but and it's a little washed out there. But but I don't know how TV works. Ama- no, you don't. <laughs> um, we don't. I know we don't have HD monitors behind us or anything for you to do things with, right? I don't know what. Oh, to do I'm with sorry. Yourself. I have to slum it here. You're oh, in the sort wait, of wait, studio. I, I got this, I got this like LCD standard LCD back here. Does that work for you? Can we put a cityscape of Pittsburgh back here? I'm sorry, sir. Your monitor is obsolete. <laughs> obsolete. At least it's at least it's not a CRT. <laughs> um those are off camera uh but anyways 
What was I getting at? Oh, you should go to Slice on Broadway or say to hi to the, say a hi to them at sliceonbroadway.com. Look up Slice on Broadway on the Facebook, on the Instagrams, and uh, say hi to them on PGH underscore Slice and tell them you heard about them on the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Now let's take a look back at all that crazy stuff we did last week around these parts at sorgatronmedia.com. We'll be right back. A lot of noises, but uh, uh, no language. He liked to bash his head off of things. Bricks, mainly. He would throw bricks up in the air and then, and then jump and smash the brick. He was a, a interesting fella, Rambo was. Oh, Chachi is not here, by the way. Senor Maple Leaf. Yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> it's Halloween. Wow. I'm allowed to do I'm, this. Happy Halloween. I am allowed to do this. I, I, I'm sorry. It's really hot under there. Haven't you noticed that we have the travelwits.com, which solves the cheapest way to get from A to B, vacations within budget. And one of the problems uh, that seems interesting to us uh, down the road is uh, utilization of uh, hotel points and, and uh, mile frequent flyer mi- miles. The Google Trends fright, guys. Whoa. Yeah, so, so this will tell you what the trending search Halloween costume search trends are. There, if you look at the top above the map, there's a trending nationally. Zima says it all the time. Be, be humble. Just be humble. Listen. And Zima's one of those guys where I feel like I probably wouldn't be where I am in wrestling if it wasn't for things he said and advice he gave me i like to think i'm rock lesnar and undertaker just have baby fingernails that are like right <laughs> <razor sharp. laughs> and they just couldn't help it you know We're back, Wrestling Mayhem Show. Please check out Sawtooth Willie. Uh, this week, he gets horny. You'll see what that means. Uh, go look at Sawtooth Willie, our favorite Pittsburgh hobo, and the Boxcar Beautician on YouTube and the Facebook, so you don't miss a video there. Scott Steiner. Yes, that's Scott Steiner. You, you have it handy over there? Yep, I got it right here. That Scott Steiner makes an appearance, and I don't know... Can't, something weird happens with that. Does, does he do math? Your sort? arms, my arms are bigger than your leg. <gasps> yeah. So, uh, Matt Carlins, you have a big question of the week for us. Well, it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it, Sorg. So, uh, I figured since we've been talking about Lucha Underground, it's timely because uh, you know production is just underway on season two of Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. out somewhere in Boyle Heights, in a warehouse somewhere. It's so. So awesome. I'm so excited. Um, and we talk all about how Lucha Underground has created this altered reality that's so unique from the rest of professional wrestling. And I know that deep down in the back of our brains, we all have a current wrestler out there that we secretly wish would just show up on Lucha Underground someday. So the big question for this week is, which current wrestler would you pluck from their current situation and place into Lucha Underground. Ooh. Shit. Ooh. That's good. <laughs> I need to think about it, Zork. You go ahead. <laughs> now, uh, who would you pluck out of? Like, are we, are we, are we, like, kind of like, we don't like the situation they're in with WWE? Think they would just generally benefit? Or no, just this like- is basically only for our benefit. We want them in Lucha because that would be better for us as the viewer. That's basically oh, all. Kevin, right, Owens. Kevin Owens. 
I think really, I think Kevin Owens. I think he'd be ridiculous there. Like, not that he would be like a crazy like lucha character or anything like that. He'd just be like a badass amongst amongst gods. Uh, I would I would like to see the backstage vignettes with Kevin Owens. Yeah, I would probably get down with Listen, Kevin Owens you know and Dario Cueto's office know, would probably be fun. Not that I you know, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Lucha Underground not a lot of Canadian representation there. <laughs> no, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think there is. I don't know unless no. they're under mask. But I don't believe so. No. Although secondary answer, I'd love to see El Generico show up. Why the hell not? Right. right? Um, but you know, he'd be kind of like that goofy character that gets thrown into like the the four ways and everything that seemed to be like the mid card there, like with Jack Evans. So, mm. but I don't. Know, that's my take. Mike, you said you had one. Um, I I had one, but I'd be an asshole saying it. I was gonna say Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, my real answer though, um, delirious. Oh. Give me delirious negotiating his contract with Dario Cueto. Please. Oh, jeez, yes. Please. Oh, jeez, yes. I, he never has to show up in the ring. I just want a backstage segment with delirious and Dario Cueto <laughs> negotiating their deal. What? And Dario, un- like, pretending like he understands everything delirious says, signs the contract, and as soon as he walks away, he turns to Black Lotus and, like, what the hell was that guy talking about? <laughs> so, so, so it's kind of like those because they have those very bilingual conversations in this show, right? So, mm-hmm. so he doesn't get subtitled. No, no, okay. absolutely not. Oh, so, so if, you, if you saw the, have you ever seen the video with Delirious and Chris Jericho? Yes, that. But as a picture of jericho as a heel instead of being buddy buddy okay 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 i got you i got you um a secondary thought i don't know but uh delirious as backstage interviewer and i'll leave you with that okay i'm, I'm acceptable with that too also um she can replace devin in nxt or he also he, i would love can to we see, get a female delirious while we're at it <laughs> i would love to see Just maybe think about devin col- taylor and lucha i want to see the colony go for the trios championship Ooh, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be nice. All right. Who else got one? Other than- I, I came up with mine. Okay. I got mine. Uh, and stay with me here when I say this. I'm trying to think of somebody with that would attribute both in ring as well as like the the backstage like movie style vignettes and stuff like that. And the one that immediately came to my mind was Chad Gable. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be good. I really love the idea. of them this being a lucha libre generally environment having an olympic like that wrestler come in and that and you can do a lot with that but also he's got the wrestling combined with his you know just personality i feel like that would be a perfect just fit in i feel like he could fit in anywhere that would be a perfect fit in on, on lucha i mean i feel like him in the backstage segments of lucha you'd be like fred on the scooby-doo gang <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> Like the straight man with an ascot. That that's that, that would be Chad Gable in the Lucha Underground locker room. But yeah, that would be mine. I, I would really enjoy that. Uh, who are we missing? Garza, did you get one yet? No, uh, I was actually gonna say also the Colony, but uh, Matt Mike with his pants. So uh, I'm gonna go. I guess this is we we're talking about him, uh, Kevin Thorne and Ariel as vampires, <laughs> actual vampires. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. Absolutely. All right. Uh, who, who else? Is everybody get theirs in? I don't know if we have anything. Oh, in don't the... forget about me, Sorg. Here, Should, oh, yeah, you didn't get one. Okay, okay. Room real quick. I'm going to tell you guys. Um, I got a lot of good candidates in my mind. I would like to see Ethan Carter the Third try uh, yeah. Lucha Underground, just because um, <laughs> he could kind of be like Del Rio, except American. So and richer. Just so like American a hole. Uh, American a hole. Rich. Yeah. Um, EC3 would probably work great. I hope, I hope. Are you are you are you listening to Joseph? Are you taking notes, man? Yeah. Uh, another guy. Have, uh, Bobby in the chat room says Shinsuke Nakamura. That would yes. be a great one too. Obviously, yes. That, that, that's all. Guy who could do anything. You know who? Um, guy who's been tearing it up with um, uh, Ricochet lately. Um, who bears a striking resemblance to Prince Puma, by the way. Um, but a guy who's been tearing it up with Ricochet, Matt Seidel, um, at least in the ring, could be spectacular mm-hmm. in uh, Lucha Underground. And um, oh, he could, you know, because he's like for real that kind of um, like the, the, you hear the Cole Cabana one where he's talking about when he took peyote that one time, like <laughs> like that's that's him. Like I think you know you know who gets higher than RVD probably Matt's, probably Matt Seidel probably Matt Seidel. Yeah, Matt Seidel. that's actually a good actually point. you know I wasn't even really thinking Ring of Honor. The Briscoes would be amazing in Lucha. <laughs> they would be giants oh, too. They would. They the, would. The Briscoes would. Oh God, that would be fun! I just love this idea of these like clashing, just, just cultures in the like the Briscoes, the Briscoes would be the only two-person tag team to go for the trios titles, just because they truck three people at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Amon, are you seeing what's happening in the chat room for some recommendations from Cars? I am not. Uh, please let me know. Uh, he's saying. Says, he's saying, and I want your reaction here. He's saying uh, Archibald Peck or Jervis Cottonbelly, and I think you worked with both. I worked with. Well, uh, technically, I worked with neither. Technically. Oh, technically, um, that's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I, I. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, Chikara guys. I feel like Chikara. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Chikara. I mean, anyone from Chikara would really apply. Mm-hmm. Because it's been established that that universe fits, you know, those level of characters. You know what I mean? You guys don't feel like right. Chikar is too comedic for Lucha Underground. Not that Lucha Underground doesn't have what? its laughs. Yeah, I think you would well. adapt the characters a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. more I think, people. Go ahead, okay, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that more people have died in Chikara in the last years than in Lucha Underground. So. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago okay. It's a really, really dark place. <laughs> it's been a dark time. And just, I, I don't know, man. I, I watched it in Ultimate Lucha. I'm just like it's the it's the it's the era of death in Lucha Underground. You tell me it gets more deadly than that. <laughs> All right. I, I I have a follow up to the big question, you guys. Okay. Uh, no, it just popped in my is brain. Is this a not so big question? No, no. This is the, who would you absolutely never want to see in lucha underground oh that's a better question oh randy orton <laughs> no i think orton would be fantastic if he was an actual snake <laughs> no, you know what yeah okay all I, right i'm with mad mike on this if i had to pick one side if i had to pick yes or no i would say yes to randy orton and lucha so underground. basically I like think anybody anybody that's got a really cool WWE immortals character let them go <laughs> is that what you're saying uh, it, w- it would go from wrestlemania to wrestlemania the arcade game <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right um would i never take 
By the way, Don Castle, Don Castle was called out for somebody who should go. Oh man, that would be that would be pretty good. The boys only if he brought, only if he brought Los Niños. <laughs> yes. Oh jeez. Never take. Um, that's so hard. That is because that I mean, is hard because I keep thinking of these ridiculous people. Like I'm going through like random names in my head, and I'm like Booker T. That would be no, no. It would probably work yeah, actually. Yeah, no, yeah. Tyler Breeze prob- probably. Yeah, it would work. Dana Brooke probably. Um, <laughs> hey, Dana Brooke works now, Sork. She, yeah, yeah. I can't. Dana Brooke is the who's the last person where we're like this isn't gonna work, and we all just came around on that person, like like Bo Dallas or somebody, right? Um, by the way, Bo Dallas or Boo Dallas was amazing on Halloween special SmackDown this week. Uh, just you should go watch the Halloween. Bo special. Dallas. It I'm was, not sure Bo Dallas would work. You don't? don't you don't think? I'm just trying to be difficult at this point. We got to come up with something. All right, uh, all right. You know who I? You know who I would never want to see in Lucha. And it pains me to say this, John Cena. Yeah. What Even would though, he do? like, he literally has the built-in gimmick of Juan Cena. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he just threw on that lucha mask and wore that singlet he had in Total Divas, that would yes. be amazing. But I would never want to see him in Lucha Underground. Juan Cena versus would- Matt Classic could be a thing then. <laughs> Pay, I pay I think, minimal amounts I of money think, to see that. Uh, the only person I can think of that I wouldn't want would probably maybe be Eva Marie. Just not from a wrestling perspective, even, but from like I feel like she can't act, and I feel like you need a, a certain level of acting ability yeah. in, a, in right. an environment like the underground. But to be fair, since this is very grindhouse, I feel like like you. If can, she was just like. You can be if Telemundo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you can be that level, and it's kind of okay. I think. I think. Like, also, she's not like in front of a live crowd doing these things. Like, these are performed yeah. scenes behind the scenes. She can be coached a little bit more. I think. And she, unlike some other companies, they actually edit. True that. That's, there's that. There's that. <laughs> Highly edited, probably product there. So I, I think, uh, like, I think that's where she would thrive on that side of things. And since. I'm sorry, she's coming around on the wrestling, and uh, and and they could probably do some interesting things there. To be honest, I don't think they'd even put her in a ring. I think she'd, she'd just be like, um, you know, like, like Katrina, yeah, like, like Katrina, Katrina and stuff. You know, I, I think that's what she'd just end up being that in that environment, like because the she'll girls be, she'll, she'll have to she'll just have to re dye her hair and be Black Lotus when Black Lotus like starts wrestling. There you go, there you go. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think I think just with. When they put girls in the ring, they're good, right? Like they're they're pretty they're pretty damn good when they're at lucha. So and it's it's so hard to say who you wouldn't want there because you like with lucha you always feel like there could be an upside. You look know at, what I mean? Look because at it's such a different environment. Well, look at Del Rio and Patron. You know, I thought Del Rio was always super flat in WWE to me. Mm-hmm. Like there was very few instances where he was over with me as a heel, as a face, anything. Uh, except for like, I to me, I thought Rodriguez was more over than him, and then he came in and was like, "Oh, this is going to be cool," you know, and it was, and and him with uh, uh, Johnny Mundo uh, and everything was was just <laughs> just tremendous. Can you and, see Johnny Mundo again for me? And now he's in a visibly uncomfortable situation in WWE, mm. and, and you're he's just already like, wrestled R Truth twice. Yeah, it's just like he's already just shuffled to the mid card on this weird thing. 
And like we even had like the Jack Swagger, what the hell are you doing uh, segment on Raw. That wasn't like on Superstars or something where I thought it probably belonged. But it happened, you know, and it, and, and, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I, can't, I don't know if I can take it. I like Swagger. I like Del Rio, but I don't think I can take another Del Rio Swagger feud again. You know, like Swagger needs that Cesaro team up thing to happen again for him to get anywhere. And right it would now. work because Cesaro is an immigrant and they hate immigrants right. that aren't from Mexico or America. Which is really odd. Yeah, I found that completely signed out. I found that weird that like, 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 and like how Zed said in his promo last night, he's like, I want to bind America and Mexico together, but not Canada. Okay, like, I gotta okay. say, okay, all right, we're 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 veering off from the big question, but let's let's go. I want to go into this conversation, were, but but okay, Denver, so he wasn't even trying to get heat. All right, Amen, Amen. Okay, so so I don't know my opinion of this because, well, other than I have a lot of. Uh, 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 it's a very Mexican neighborhood up here, but I think we're a little close to the Canadian border. Um, us and, and Mad Mike here uh, yeah. to really have an opinion. How is this getting over in Texas, you guys? I don't know. Where it's a little I, more of an issue, right? Or, or, or discussion? It's, so, or, it's, it's just like you said before. It's so weird. But is it is, really is, is, it, is it something to is it something that like gets the Latino population? into them I, I don't know i don't get what the discussion point is on this versus the old zeb stuff know. i don't know i don't know how it would it's just an old it's, it's just an older uh uh you know formerly uh uh you know pro-american everything like like dude with a beard like on a on a scooter with just like mexican flag stuff all over it, it <laughs> and nobody's explained the scooter either yeah, here's the thing I think WWE and a lot of mainstream wrestling doesn't get about Mexico, uh, and, and and you know you know maybe immigrants or people who are you know Mexican American or whatever. You can't just be like oh Mexico and expect people to you know love you. It doesn't. Like, it, it doesn't work like hacksaw Jim Duggan USA USA. You can't. Yeah, chant, a, you don't chant Mexico has, and get the same thing. This has to come from an authentic level. Mm-hmm. I feel like Eddie Guerrero was authentic. Like, and he had a big following in, in South Texas because, and it wasn't because he was like, yeah, Mexico, every time he was out, he didn't come out with Mexican flags and, and all this stuff. It was just because he was legitimately uh, Mexican-American mm-hmm. and, you know, people can gravitate towards that and they see it, it's got to be natural. And is there, and because and, 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 we also mentioned something in the chat room after one comment I just made, but you know, I, you know, this is a very all-inclusive gimmick of the the Mexican, the American, and also the handicapped. So it's like it's like all the kids in the Burger King club with the one in the wheelchair and everything, or Glee maybe, uh, all in one package. <laughs> <laughs> Burger King club. That's a, I'm sorry, that's because there was a guy in a wheelchair <laughs> and wheels. And they're just like, the there you go, you're included. And and again, it was he, one of those, like, you know... He was blonde with glasses, Sorg. Holy oh, moly. Oh, that's Deep a different... Deep cut of the oh. week. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Holy crap. Really? We we waxed philosophical about the Spice Girls for about 20 minutes? And then, oh, hey, well, well, spoilers. Dropping knowledge about the Burger King Club definitely trumps any boy or girl band. Listen, I didn't have PBS, but I had the Burger King Kings Club in the uh, kids club in the town wait, over. Wait, that was a show? No, it wasn't a show. It was just like, that was just one of the pleasures of my childhood was getting a, a 
Happy Meal. Come on, man. I'm oh, like, okay. So, so it's what I think it was. It was like a thing you sign up for and you get. No, like, no, no. It was whatever. just like you had Happy Meals, and then you had the Burger King Kids Club because they didn't have Ronald McDonald, so they're trying to do their little mascot thing. Oh, Why the hell are we okay. talking about this on a wrestling show? Because it was before Eamon's <laughs> time. We have to explain we, what life Lucha was like. Lucha Underground is our Burger King Kids Club. Liz, though, Not everyone going. gets El Rey. So if you know about it, you feel included. <laughs> Don't okay. you ever compare Burger King to around. Lucha Underground Sorry. again. <laughs> I, I brought it around. I brought the whole you brought thing the around. around. You yeah, brought the whole thing around. Yeah, Burger King is the to Lucha El Rey, or Lucha, oh, geez, I don't even know anymore. As McDonald's is the <laughs> WWE, it's the thing that's, that's not the top thing, but it tastes better and it's flame broiled. Um, okay, I got an email here. <laughs> can't believe we're gonna we're gonna compare fast food restaurants to wrestling promotions and you're not gonna pick the most obvious one to compare to lucha underground which one oh <laughs> we'll just leave you all with that <laughs> is everybody okay out there garza you look like are you okay it looks like you're about to explode over there <laughs> it's all good it's all good that may be the most accurate thing sork has ever said on this show I apologize. Wheels did not have glasses. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's see. I got that covered. Uh, yes. Speaking of the left coast, uh, Alex Carr sent an email, and it's yes. weird. The left coast. Left coast. The left. The left, left. coast. Like not the like left leaning politically. Like they're the one on the left on a map. Although they do. Okay. Yeah, okay. We call they it do. West Sorg. The left. What? I'm trying to be clever. Damn it. Um, Alex Cars writes, uh, hey, Wrestling Mayhem Shonaverse, it's uh, Alex Cars uh, back from a recent stint of rehab after to get over my addiction to terrible wrestling booking to check with you guys on a topic that's been talked about <laughs> almost to the point of exhaustion, John Cena and his refusal to turn heel for various reasons. I don't think John Cena has a say in the matter, to be quite honest. I'm pretty sure that's other people that, that get the t-shirt numbers. You know what I mean? I uh, would like some nods to think that if John Cena wanted to turn heel bad enough, <laughs> he could make that happen. <laughs> like, well, he's did, like, but the last time they did that was Austin, and it didn't really work out. Yeah, exactly, but true. it proved the point that even the most pop, once you're the most popular star in the company, you get no, you get whatever you want, no matter how stupid it is. So, like, like you get your girlfriend to take the same amount of time off as you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. Anyways, uh, so. I want to get to the nitty gritty on this, and so I'd like to hear from you. Is it possible for John Cena to turn heel without it affecting merchandise sales, Make a Wish, etc.? So he gets into this about about the Make a Wish and everything. He thinks it's possible because uh, we have a situation where wrestlers from WWE support uh, publicly support causes regardless of whether they're a face or a heel. We recently saw the Miz at a Be a Star event. He's always at those things. He's always at those kinds of events. He's always at media representation. I mean, we, we've all seen that, right, guys? Um, lost my place. Here we go. If he can do that, nearly every heel uh, can wear a Rise Above Cancer shirt. Although weird ones, you know, I also point out um, they do have some that kind of skip that. Like say Bray Wyatt. Um, I think that would be weird to see like pink Wyatt family um, getups. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, I think the face of the company can do Make a Wish and all all that as a heel. I'm not entirely sure how they pull it off. Uh, hence the, the reason I'm asking you. 
Um, and, and, and he has some other stuff about Chikara. So right, real quick, uh, he's doing a Chikara 15 minutes or less. Uh, and the fifth episode since relaunch will be up by the time you read this. It's up now. Go get it. And my screensaver kicked in and I lost the email. Sorry, I really love that Apple TV screensaver. I put it on two minutes and it's just not enough time for a podcast. Read uh, but anyways, go to uh, the main hub at Chikara15.com. There is your plug, sir. Thank you very much. And da, 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 da. so power to smarts.com. Uh, so anyways, uh, so what do you think? To, to should... one of his... Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, to one of his points about the Make-A-Wish stuff, like, I feel like a heel can do Make-A-Wish. They just, the only thing is that WWE couldn't, like, promote it on their television show, you know what I mean? At least in, like, a, in, like, in the way John Cena does. They can't, like, publicly on their t- on Bra or something like that be like, hey, you know, this person that you're supposed to hate or whatever and those horrible things, he's got, like, a, a, whole, a great record of doing Make-A-Wish or whatever, you know? Like, that's the only thing they couldn't do. I like, you know what I mean? I just think they could No, yeah, because that, that's what they do with uh, Brie Bella, Nikki Bella, and Triple H and Hunter all the time. They're supposed to be, like, the super heels, but the, then they always show them doing, like, uh this is a G. Coleman thing and all that stuff. So yeah. I think it's terrible storytelling, but they do it. Right, right. I mean, it, it's a little bit of... I'm trying to find a good example. I mean, I mean, I know wrestling's in this weird spot where it's like, okay, what's the, what's the real thing? What's the disbelief thing? And then it's like, you know, versus uh, I'm watching a show and uh, who am I thinking? Who am I thinking? Okay. Was Spike a back? I don't know why I'm thinking Spike from Buffy, this vampire slayer, is the first thing that comes to my head. But like they're doing something. He was something. a heel, right? Yeah, he was a heel. He was a heel for a bit, and then he kind of came around to a face, and there was a love story, and uh, it's, uh, it's weird. Um, but anyways, but, uh, but like it's like seeing a spot work. Hey, here are the stars of Smallville, and here's uh, Michael Rosenbaum doing Make a Wish and stuff, you know, or something like like around that, or doing a commercial, or doing an hour character uh, sound, but hey, you're watching CW. I'm Mike Rosenbaum, Lex Luthor, you know. Um, John Cena is John Cena is John Cena is the is the difference, right? Roddy Piper is Roddy Piper, even though that's not even his name, but he's still Roddy Piper outside, regardless. Like we don't yeah. separate, but there's a history of not separating. There wasn't a point where we thought the actors on our screens were actually the characters when we meet them. I know some people, if you go to a Comic Con, they don't know the difference, but general knowledge that wasn't the case. Versus, we thought Roddy Piper was Roddy Piper everywhere until about the 90s, right? It, yep. it also depends on when you see these people in person, because sometimes they will act exactly like their character. <laughs> but also, they were supposed to, right? Yeah. Up until a certain point. For, for the most part, I mean, I went to a signing once with William Regal and Eugene, and Eugene was having very normal conversations with everyone. Right. So, right. you know, there, there's a give and take, but... Am I the only one who thinks John Cena would sell more merch as a heel? Because all the guys would get it, just like everybody's I, I, buying. I, dude, how many Kevin indie shows? Owens? Every show you've been to, indie, WWE, ROH, whatever. You know how many KO shirts I see? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I there, there was a time a when reason. Cena had some sweet merch. So that's right. Now but, they're, but they're, they're capitalizing off Cena hate already. They, they're selling, or I don't know if they're still selling, but I know they were selling like Cena sucks shirts at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're able to capitalize off of the hatred for John Cena, even when he's technically a face. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just flip it when he goes heel. Um, and in cars are saying in the chat room, actually, see, I think Cena joining the Authority is the way around the whole thing, but it seems weird. Um, 
if anything, John Cena has a, a heel would basically be the authority. I think if they he did it... He would still be doing the Make-A-Wish stuff and right. the Komen stuff in the middle of the shows. And then all the rest of the time. So so he's doing the right thing, you know, as, as the company man. But then during the rest of the show, he's just a jerk. Yeah. And I don't think he'd need to do something like, like Stone Cold beating Lita with a chair or something like that, right? Because <laughs> the problem was... Um, Stone Cold was already the bad guy. We just cheered for him. So it was awkward when he became the bad guy towards the wrong people, right? Versus John Cena could actually do bad things. I know, Mike, you're going to say, but he already, already does kind of asshole things to begin with. But... Uh, yeah, yeah. He I mean, does. so, I mean, which... But, I mean, I, but like, but like sorry to say, he does it to the right people. It's more alignment than your actions. Is it, though? Hulk Hogan, dude, Hulk Hogan's an ass. I'm with CM Punk. Hogan was the heel in that. See, the thing is, Hulk Hogan would always come out to save his friends. Oh, no, he wouldn't. Yes, he would. (laughs) Only when a hot piece of ass like Elizabeth was pulling him out. (laughs) For whatever reason, he would run out. John Cena never runs out. That's true. That's true. John Cena looks out for John Cena. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, if we're going to go in that case, look, 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 the Undertaker, the Undertaker was kidnapped two weeks ago. How many guys have gone looking for him on Raw? And dead men and Samoans Nobody. get no love when they get kidnapped. No one's looking for him. Bunch of jerks, <laughs> all of them. Well, Kane went looking for him. That's Ver- true. And, and you saw how that happened. How that worked out. Hey, and I got to point out, uh, Lucha Underground kidnappings have a heavier weight to them. Somebody actually uh, looks for them. And sword people get fucking killed. <laughs> There's a heavier weight to that. Something people happens. Get people get killed, and the announcers don't even find out about it. Like that's how that's how you know on the down low that shit is. I'm I'm I still think Matt Stryker expects Bale to show up and wrestle in yeah. season two. I, I'm afraid if I ever met Matt Stryker, that if I told him what happened to Bale, he would be stunned. <laughs> <laughs> He would just break down and cry. I just thought he kid. was on break. <laughs> I just thought it was been a while. I thought it was leave. I thought Dario gave him a, a vacation. Oh jeez! Oh, I thought he got. I thought he got booked in Japan. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, I saw him on Paragon Pro Wrestling. No, that wasn't him. <laughs> How do you kill off somebody? Yeah, yeah, it gets awkward. It gets awkward. And they just opened another company. I mean, that's that's like a whole storyline hole right there waiting to happen. Be like, I don't know. I, don't I know. wish they killed off Hernandez and they just randomly showed back up on TNA. <laughs> wouldn't that make wouldn't that make like TNA like the afterlife fed? Like everyone just kind of like passes on. No, it would it would make TNA housing patient zero and the zombie apocalypse would start in the impact zone. Wow, that got. I was just going to say it's purgatory, but that got really complicated. So, wow, purgatory <laughs> wrestling, that'd be wild. <laughs> you should tell Chris about that. That explains why it seems like time never passes in TNA. It's just like, it's just like, like purgatory wrestling would be all the people with the 90 day no complete clauses, like wrestling, like in a, in a, in a, in a, Secret location, and they just release all the. They just release all the tapes after the ninety day clause, and and it's purgatory wrestling. Is that too complicated? No, it sounds or, perfect. Or did so. I just, or did I just describe TNA? You kind of did. Actually, actually, you think about it. I it mean, is kind of TNA these days. <laughs> it is kind of TNA because everything is filmed 
from at least 90 days ago now. I'm so sorry, Garza. I forgot that you're like supporter. Okay. I don't, I don't, it just, <laughs> like it's, you, it's, no it's so easy. It's a, hey man, they're going to, hey man, they're going to have shows in, in, in New York City at the beginning of the year. Or was that a joke thing too, like the shutdown that I read? <laughs> but uh, that's happening. And, and they did good in, in, in New York, so. Oh boy. What a night. Herzima <laughs> had a good match last week. So I promoted, at least. So that's good. That's good. Still thunder. What's that? At least there's no there's no thunder and fire and lightning. <laughs> no, because the <laughs> yeah. place would burn down because they don't have the budget to hey, make sure they do it right. TNA keeps yeah, it they, real sword. TNA tried pyro once. They ended up burning down half the impact zone and had to start the pay per view late. Oh, that did oh, happen. They, no, they had to hold it like mid pay per view, didn't they? Uh huh. Something yeah. like that. That was it was crazy. I like the yeah. The I remember at, in Orlando. At, at um one of the pay per views this year, they tried doing the oh no, we're wrestling back in the electrical equipment spot, and they actually blew the fucking electrical equipment. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so oh, they can't do that. Reality <laughs> era, man. Reality era. Reality era. You get a little too real. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, they're taking they're taking Triple H a little too literal. All right, on that note. I think we learned a lot from this, the show. This has been your edition of the Midweek War. <laughs> Maybe the most educational mayhem show I've heard in a long time, Sorg. Like, yeah. We're not just laying it out about wrestling. We're learning about Burger King Kids Club. This is a lead-in. We're dropping Buffy knowledge. This we're is... talking about... Did we talk about Hot Topic on the show, or were we on the air when we You know, that? there's that show. There's that show where the, the Attitude Era one that Eamon likes, where they... Well, isn't the one guy watches it, and then he describes it to the other person? Or is this a different show? Or no, they both watch it, don't they? But there was one where like somebody describes things that happened because he didn't watch wrestling for like ten years, and he described oh, oh, things. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's how to wrestling. How to wrestling, right? So we're going to do the same thing with Amen, but instead we're just going to explain <laughs> concepts in our childhood that we experienced <laughs> and just explain it to him and our perceptions of that, and and Sorg, just yeah. Sorg, that, that actually could be a really good podcast. <laughs> I think it would be an awesome yeah. podcast. <laughs> It would be really. It would be cross generational and just be like, just like let's just explain to the youngin, and you're like, what, like twelve years younger than me or something like that. So that's like, sword. That's sword. significant. We, that's sword. like we can call it. I lived the nineties. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And all uh, I mean, the 90s, versus nineties as well. Uh, lived the nineties, drooled the nineties. Mm-hmm. There you go. Todd Later lived the nineties. It's like lived the nineties. He could have the the second part. It would be uh, explaining what's EDM and dubstep to us. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> Eamon can explain things from 2015. Like, Eamon, what does on fleek mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're in college. You know what the cool stuff is. Come on. We'll have like, hey, you know what? Actually, my nephew's like, like about like just getting into college. So we'll just like have both of you on. So, although my yeah, nephew- I am not. I am not a good perspective on on what the youths nowadays are are all about. <laughs> the youths? But... Did you just say the youths? Let you? I, I meant to say the youths with a with an H. But all right, this is deteriorating fast. What did you guys learn from wrestling this week? <laughs> I wish I learned. Oh, on- <laughs> I love. By the way, this is the second or third time, uh, Matt. Like, because I can't see him from over this monitor because I, I have per or, poor ergonomics uh, or. Uh, not chi- Tai Chi, 
um, Feng Shui uh, Feng Shui in Feng this Shui. studio. So he just raises his hand over the monitor, so he knows he has something to say. Well, I get tired of power talking over our other guests. Or I, I know, I know, bad. I know. But um, I think we did all right this week. Um, well, you know, I I posted this on the Facebook group, but I'm still not over it. What I learned from wrestling this week, I learned that Taz hates orange and black. Yeah, I saw and that. It, that just destroyed it, your world. Right in the childhood. I can't. I can't. And he responded to that, too, didn't he? He did. He told me everything's a work. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? It's a work, brother. And I, 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 he didn't respond to my... I responded by saying, are you trying to tell me that you're not sitting there doing your radio show with a ratted up, torn up towel over your head? He didn't answer me. I think he didn't want to break my heart again. He's like, this. He's like, I'm worried about this one. <laughs> wow. Uh, what about you, uh, Mad Mike? Oh God i I learned that I, I learned this from Breaking Ground. Dana Brooke puts in more effort than ZZ. Yeah. I don't. I don't, th- I don't think that's something that is a surprise to anyone. But just hearing Dana Brooke talk about her her everyday workout routine and then seeing ZZ's, mm-hmm. let, let's stop giving Dana Brooke shit, you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's stop. Let's stop it. I, yeah, I don't think we I, ever discounted her like fitness level, right? <laughs> but you're saying it's like beyond. I didn't watch the episode yet. You're saying it's like oh, even beyond God. what we thought. Dude, ZZ, like I'm pretty sure I work out harder than ZZ. Hmm. Uh, I believe Dana Brooks could kill ZZ. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm fairly confident I have better cardio than ZZ. <laughs> fairly confident about it. I don't know if we're gonna fully dis- I don't know if we're ever gonna like on another show where we fully discuss breaking ground. But um um can we briefly talk about ZZ's dad? For those that watched it. <laughs> oh, you mean Ted Nugent? <laughs> oh my god. Ted Nugent. By the way, Eamon, you don't know who Ted Nugent is, look him up on the Goog. You'll find it. it it's like <laughs> two men in new work. No, no, no. That's what we've been saying on Awesome Cast the last two weeks. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Tremendous. Dizzy's dad looks like if Mrs. Dad never left Walmart. <laughs> I'm to think. I've never seen the them in the same place Walmart, at the same time. Just store. the hunting section. I remember he was there, like, coaching ZZ when, like, he should have been listening to Robbie Brookside or whatever, and, and his dad's just, like, giving him advice or whatever, like, what? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Robbie Brookside's telling you to get on the treadmill. Don't talk to your dad. Oh, no. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, ZZ's dad was a trip. Oh, and one other thing I learned from wrestling this week. If you do a forward roll, just Damn step forward. Up. Step forward with your fucking left foot. Get it right. I'm sorry, Amen. Oregal Oregal will will make a point to to say something to you. That (laughs) was okay, I don't know. What wait, 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 explain that that Amen, Amen, since he stole yours, explain to me what the hell he's talking about. Okay, so they have a segment in Breaking Ground where they're training or or they're working with the uh, the tryout people and uh, they're doing they're, they're basically just doing roles and Regal starts, you know, Instructing some people, when you do a forward roll, you don't jump. Like some of them would come when they come up, they would jump or whatever and do their fighting stance. You just step forward with your left foot, uh, and everyone kept messing it up, and everyone <laughs> kept 
not listening, and Regal was not having it. <laughs> and I that seeing scenes like that, like I don't know about you guys, but it gives me the most like awkward feeling. Like it's it's like oh, it's like it's like the worst like. Uh, it's the worst awkwardness ever, but yeah, it, I'd never want to get yelled at. By but that's Cause. like, but that's wrestling training. That is wrestling oh, training. It is. It's I don't, it is, I don't, completely. Like, if you're ever like happen to be witnessing a class, it, like, there's always like that point where it's just like, oh, it is bad. I mean, but I mean, I, I guess we've all, if you've been in sports practice, I think that happens too, right? I remember that day in wrestling, in basketball, you know, in. Uh, bowling uh you know i mean that that's that's you know i, mean, I, I was just i, I was waiting for bill for william regal to say is bill regal gonna have to choke a motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand how anybody in that tryout could have gotten that wrong more than one time after regal told them how to do it I, i'm watching on tv sorg i will never bounce after falling over again after rolling again I, I will always step with my left foot. All I had to do was see Regal on TV <laughs> one time yell you. at somebody. I'm like, I got it. I'm good, Regal. Hey, you know, sometimes you get things instilled. You know, one time I, 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 I saved myself from being hurt really, really bad falling down a, a flight of stairs because I landed flat on my back because I knew to do that from the little bit of wrestling training I, I've, um, I've had. It's, yeah. When I fell off a ladder, I took a back bump. And That's I right. only met- I only messed up my ankle because JR always asks, how do you learn to fall off a train? <laughs> <laughs> you, you watch a lot of fucking wrestling, man. That's how you learn. That's how you goddamn learn. I, mm-hmm. Just imagine like like what that scenario would have been like if Bill DeMott was still the head trainer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the real reason. They really, they let him go because they're like, yeah, we can't put him on TV talking like that. That's we just we're just he looks like the nice friendly guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who hasn't gone yet? Garza. We don't need Morris. We need the hip hop hippo, you guys. Garza, what the, Garza? What you learn this week? Um, uh, I, I think that I learned. Uh, now that Taker and Kane don't have powers, I think we're due to some American badass Taker and American badass Kane. AKA the Sons of Destruction. Okay, I can oh, see that. Oh, so okay. like just complete depowered Brothers of Destruction roll out on motorcycles, and we just like we just do this. And or, or, or corporate Glenn and corporate Mark, whatever <laughs> works best. <laughs> well, how about how about Isaac Yankum? Oh, oh, oh. how about <laughs> Isaac Yankum and me, Mean Mark? <laughs> Let's just go roll all the way back. What was he? What was he in Ohio Valley? Was he like the executioner or something? Like I, I, I got a DVD of his Ohio Valley. It's just like he still moves like Kane, but he's just a big guy with gloves. Unibom, Unibom, yeah. that's, oh, that's right, Unibom. Unibom. Wow. No, no, he becomes uh, he becomes the Christmas creature or whatever. <laughs> Santa Claus. Santa Claus. It's the perfect time of the year. No, Santa no, Claus. No, it's not Santa. Uh, that, is much different that's balls mahoney that's balls mahoney yeah. right yeah that's geez. no no wow sorry, it's a it, i don't know if you've seen it before it's a human christmas tree like a oh, wrestling no. christmas tree where is this <laughs> it's for jerry it was for jerry lawler's old friend, it's right? continually it's like, the most if we can't tell we're vamping for time for somebody in la traffic it, by it's now. like <laughs> the, it's like the christmas personification of the gobbledygooker <laughs> I think I'd like to see the Gooker versus the Christmas creature. I think I'm, 
want to see that match. Oh, battle for the holidays. Take that, Krampus. Yeah, Don't put out your decorations until after Black Friday. What was that, Garza? It's his anniversary that's coming up with Survivor Series, so maybe we're going to get the Gooper back. There you go. There we go. We always forget about that debut that happened that year. That was a big year for me with the Survivor Series. It was also on Thanksgiving. I think I made it. We should just have another giant egg. And when the giant head opens, it's just Eve Marie. Whatever happened to Max <laughs> Moon? No, I don't even want to venture down that. Uh, oh, yeah, he uh, he has a cane, and he wait was that Max Moon? It was a different guy for a minute. Uh, that was Cohen. Yeah, no, was he Cohen. Uh, was he Cohen? got he got taken out and couldn't help Prince Puma with retain the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if only he had jetpack, right, guys? But anyways, uh, also uh, Ar- Arrow uh, Star Arrow stole, stole it. Patron Head Burke. <laughs> Shit, you're right. <laughs> Learned that he still love he still he still loves and really missed the cheesy supernatural gimmicks as we saw this week and discussed earlier. Uh, also from the Facebook, uh, Hooven Ryback rules as usual. Um, and Carlin's with the Taz and but Bobby F J Town learned that Bray Wyatt can now conjure video package from the depths of the production truck. Side note: I learned I love Buddy Cop Dan Hooven. Uh, Dan Hooven, jeez, Amber, Dean Ambrose. That, sorry. Um, I think he'll take. I think he'll take that sort because because they had the they had the tag match and they had to build a team against the uh, evil challenge from the Bray Wyatt family uh, for the Halloween edition of SmackDown. And there was just like a very, it was like the end of I, I want to say like Billy Madison or something where like everybody comes out of the woodwork to help Billy beat the bad guy, basically, right? Um, like the, the, the odd cast of characters from the rest of the movie just pops out and says, I'll help you, Billy, or whatever your character is in this movie. Like that was Dean Ambrose showing up and Ryback just like slams a bunch of rapes, like a, a bunch of weights and says, says, yeah, I'll help you. Big guys in, you know, I mean, like so, stuff like wait, that. Wait, hold on, hold on. Sorg, Sorg. I haven't watched SmackDown yet. I was actually going to, I heard it was good. Sorry. Spoilers. Did, did they just do the scenes from ready to rumble? Where it's 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 Jimmy King and Gordy looking for a crew. They did. I think they did. I think they, like, like they, did. they went to Goldberg in the gym, and John Cena's in the background being weird, awkward '90s John Cena. And Goldberg's like, "Jimmy King's fine by me, but I'm not gonna help you guys out." And then he just drops the weights and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh I know God. I've seen that in a movie somewhere. Um, and it was really <laughs> funny because they kind of did the opposite thing with the Survivor Series build up, right? On on um uh, on Raw, like which? Well, I mean, by we, the way, I don't mind. Have, we did have Biggie and Kofi summon Xavier Woods. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard that trombone, I was so happy. Who, who hasn't gone yet? We got from the chat room. Alice Carr has learned that miracles still happen, and by that he means a pair of ice creams can actually win wrestling matches. I think that was from the indie uh, uh, stuff this weekend, right? Uh, anybody else that we didn't get to yet? I don't know. We just went off everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you sir, in the corner. Uh, my, my wife wanted me to pass along what she learned from wrestling this week. She learned that Seth Rollins' hair and high altitude do not get along. <laughs> really? <laughs> Poof. Poof. I, I assume it's because the blonde hair dye has a lower um, uh, density than the, uh, yeah. than the black hair. I, I assume, no, it's, it's, all, it's all relating to like high tensions and surface pressure and all that stuff. So it's fine. It's all very technical. Guys. <laughs> this, this might be one of the most fun rehab shows I've had in a long time. Um, Thank you, everybody. Uh, this has been your Wrestling Mayhem Show. You can join 
join us check out other conversations check out the midweek wars the raw wrap-ups if you can't get enough of this at wrestlingmamshow.com you can drop us a line also at the phone number 412-206-WMS0 love to hear your voice and uh, sometimes it's an audition for you to get on the show uh, you can also drop us a line to good times good times at wrestlingmamshow.com and uh, please follow us on the Twitters at Mayhem Show on Facebook, on Google Plus, on the Facebook group for Wrestling Mayhem Show. We have a lot of great discussions there. Uh, please share us on Reddit. We like friends of us there on Reddit to share our things. Apparently, that's a really good thing to do. Um, and uh, thank you, Mainstream Matt. One T. What's that? One T. One T. Actually, well, two, two, but one. It's. What? Very technical. Sword. It's two T's, one at the end. That's right. Uh, writing for us, thankfully, on WrestlingMayhemShow.com uh, around Thursday every week and around the indies on IndieWrestling.us. Mondays. For that, yes. Yep. Catch up with the weekend. Also, the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Amy Baton. Hello. Yes, we just came off of a big event this past weekend. Uh, and we'll go. Yes, and we're going right into more stuff uh, this next weekend with Fun 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 Fest, uh, which will be uh, a very uh, uh, great weekend of events. Uh, we mentioned, I, I think we brought up Wu Tang Clan, Wu Tang Clan, Wu Tang Clan in the uh, on the uh, gold, and I'll and we're actually technically kind of sharing a stage with them this weekend, which is cool. Are you guys um, opening for Wu Tang Clan? Are, are you opening so, uh, for Zach Rizza? <laughs> Zach Rizza. Um, <laughs> Yes. Uh, no, it will be really fun. Uh, uh, go check us out if you're going to be there around the Austin area. I technically opened for Sponge one time. <laughs> and that's a band I'll tell you about on our uh, when we tell you about the 90s on that podcast, Eamon. So. Yes, yes. So, the is that will absolutely now happen. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Mad Mike's in Poughkeepsie, New York, where he brandishes his, his uh, future Endeavor letter he got from WWE. I do. I actually, you know, keep it taped to my back whenever I go out, just so people know. Hey, Vince McMahon fired me once. <laughs> I listen, listen. I may not have a lot of long employment opportunities, but I did get fired by a billionaire. And also, <laughs> hey, you know, I put it on my yeah, resume. Several, is, that on, is that on your several sorts? Several billionaires. Several. Oh yeah, there's another one too. Um, but there, I mean, that letter isn't as coveted, is it? I don't know. Is there a song? I don't. Anyways, anyway. Um. That's all. Off air, off air. And from El Paso, Texas, he's the guy behind TheWrestlingRevolution.com. Thank you for joining us, Garza. Cashing in your patron in the bank. Yes. Yeah, thank you, guys. I'll see you next time. There's a show we would talk about. <laughs> certainly, certainly. A blast. A blast to have you on here. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I'm at Sorgatron on the Twitters. And check out everything at SorgatronMedia.com. Thank you so much, everybody, joining us here in the chat room, live.wrestlingmamshow.com, every Tuesday around 9 p.m. Eastern Time, more or less. We might be talking about wrestling. We might be talking about the Spice Girls. You, only the Patreons will really know. Uh, so will we get see you guys next time. Mayhem Show out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.